The racket from the chrysanthemum-filled skies may have peaked last night, but Samhain persists, so this time Jennifer Walsh makes a playlist of the other sounds that might fill the air as the darkness slams down for the longer nights. This is Jennifer Walsh's Things No Things. They say the books you read as a child set the tone for your adult life. As a nine-year-old, I came across the Osborne Guide to the Supernatural World in the Dundrum Library. Published in 1979, the Osborne Guide to the Supernatural World, a book marketed somehow for children, is a terrifying read, packed with pictures of vampires, witches, zombies and, most horrifying of all, photographs of ghosts, of hooded monks and people impaled on rods. For me, the book sparked off a great deal of nightmares, as well as a lifelong interest in ghosts, Ouija boards, witches and all things occult. It should come as no surprise, then, that Halloween is one of my favourite holidays. Over the years, I've amassed a great deal of music relating to Halloween. There is such a vast range of supernatural tunes out there. On the one hand, you have your classical pieces, Saint-Saëns, Dance Macabre, Mussorgsky's Night on Bear Mountain. Then you have your classic pop tunes, whether Monster Mash or Thriller or the theme from Ghostbusters. I'm not even going to get into the huge swathes of occult-themed metal, death metal and black metal you need to wade through. But the recordings least likely to make it onto your Halloween party playlist are the ones that are the most compelling. The Other World, music and song from Irish tradition, is a gorgeous collection published by the National Folklore Collection at UCD, which draws on their archives to present recordings of jigs learned off the fairies, banshees, reels and tales of the strange experiences of brothers in rural Ireland. Les Voix du Monde, a three-CD box set featuring recordings from all over the globe, features the voices of genies, spirits and possessed masks. Most obscure of all, though, is perhaps Raymond Cass's The Ghost Orchid, an introduction to EVP. Electronic voice phenomenon, EVP for short, are recordings which are supposedly made directly by ghosts. Not recordings of ghosts, but recordings made of silence, which turned out to feature ghostly voices when they were played back. When I lived in New York, I went along to the New York EVP meetup group. The organiser spoke about how he made EVP recordings. His apartment was located underneath the Triborough Bridge, so he would shut himself into his bedroom closet, the quietest space he had, press record on a tape recorder, whisper, is there anyone there? Then fall silent for several minutes before stopping and rewinding the tape. He would do this over and over, listening back each time to see if anyone had tried to contact him. He told me he had had some success. Tiny fragments of sound, metallic whispers, even if muted and garbled. 
This is fascinating to me, that there are communities which regard ghosts as technologically advanced, that rather than making a sound, the spirits of your ancestors can directly intervene in a technological process, manipulating cassette tape or digital files to make their presence known. And that our role is simply to make the files, then hunt back through them, looking for traces of ghostly voices. Developing new forms of listening where tiny glitches, burps in static, the shift of the recorder in our hand or the shadow of a lorry passing in the street below us can carry messages from beyond the grave. That was Jennifer Walsh there on some of the less bombastic sounds of Samhain. And don't forget the current culture file debate on the seasonal subject of fire from the chemistry of creation to the poetics of combustion is available right now from the culture file weekly page on the lyric site or wherever you get your podcasts. And why not follow us on Twitter? That's at culture file pod or one word.